0: G'day, guys. Shane from Karate Over Coffee with another espresso shot. This time, I'm talking about uh, karate in Korea, part three. Um, also about how I found my dojo uh, and um, my experiences in that in that dojo. So I moved to Korea in 2004. I was 23. I think i just turned 23, and I'd been involved and and revolved and evolved in karate since i was since i was born it was my my dad's passion and turned into my dad's business and family business so i was involved uh, from karate from a very young age and it's everything i knew um we would go on a holiday a lot of the times our holiday would revolve around karate so seminar or competition maybe it's a national titles australian open international competitions as well uh, seminars. My dad had a lot of dojo outside of Brisbane, so it was often my dad and I going to visit different dojo uh, that that were uh, part of our our association, and we're doing seminars and traveling together. Whether it was Bundaberg, um, Maryborough, Sydney, Newcastle, we went to a lot of different places. But anyway. So that's all I sort of knew. And when I moved to Korea, I made the conscious decision to give karate a bit of a break because it'd been, just been so ingrained in my body. I just, uh, it's not like I was over karate. I just, I just needed a bit of a break, a bit of a, a bit of a breather. At that time, I don't think I, I did take a, um, a break from karate. And, um, yeah, so, but within six weeks, I am looking for a dojo or a dojang. So my wife got onto the Korean Google back then, that was 17 years ago. Um, I don't even know if Google was a thing, I can't remember. But anyway, so she's looking and found a Kyokushin dojo. So it was near where we live. So I went along and um, probably within the first 15 minutes, the instructor asked me to leave he uh, he was only a green or a blue belt and he was embarrassed about teaching me and said he, he didn't want to want me in the class um so uh, i wouldn't have stayed anyway so it didn't really bother me but it was a little bit insulting so anyway moved on to the next place and it was a taekwondo place and i thought look i'm here in korea i may as well do Taekwondo, but um, I did maybe two or three classes, but it was too similar and, and too totally different as well. So both kicking and punching, but the way that the punch is delivered or the way that the punse or kata is done, um, it's, it sort of went against our, the way that we did our karate. So our, our karate is the shortest distance from A to B, straight line, you know, the shortest distance. However, in Taekwondo, it's and this is only my experience. In this particular Dojang, wasn't that it was big moves. I mean, Taekwondo, yes, it did evolve from Shotokan Karate, and um, and from there it sort of um, changed and, and and altered. But the origins of Taekwondo is is Shotokan Karate or Shotokan style um, Karate. You have Tang as well, but the, anyway, that's a different subject. So. And then, uh, so I just found it too too similar, um, the way that we moved and the way that we didn't move. And then uh, in the same dojang, they also took hopkido. So we had done a lot of jiu-jitsu or Japanese jiu-jitsu within my karate system uh, from the early 90s. So I had already an understanding of joint locks and, and, and takedowns and break falling and um, so I already had a long experience in that, and I thought this will be fantastic to add a little bit more to to what we did. Um, but again, and this is only from my experience, the place that we did it, it was a lot of acrobatics. It was uh, uh, jumping on those little um, uh, um, square what um, they called the little trampolines, little little square trampolines. We'd jump on it and then do a flip and, and land like in a breakfall. Um, and things like that are just really it really annoyed me, and it, it was more like, I don't know, it was less martial arts and more acrobatics. So I, I did that for maybe a month or so, maybe maybe six weeks. Um, and then one day I was walking. so I lived in a place called Ilsan, and then we moved an hour and a half into Seoul to be closer to my work and closer to my wife's work. So, however, when we were, when we were leaving, I walked past, walked past this place and it said Kongsudo, and I walked past that place many times. Anyway, I was with my wife and I said, Oh, what, what does that mean? Like, because there were two dragons on the side as well. So obviously it was some sort of martial art, but thought it was a Taekwondo and she said, Oh, that says Karate-do. I'm like, what? And I'm like, Oh my God. So I immediately just went downstairs and it was locked. So anyway, came back back upstairs, got the details, went back home and my wife sent off an email and sure enough, they do karate. I couldn't believe it. So we actually moved an hour and a half away from this dojo and I lived five minutes before. So I used to travel an hour and a half, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays to go to this dojo. Mondays, Mondays and Wednesdays, I would finish Work at three and go straight, jump on the train, and train from like five till nine, something like that. Um, and on a on a Saturday, I would be there from ten and finish at four o'clock. So we train ten till one or ten till twelve thirty. Then we'd break for lunch. We'd all have lunch together in the dojo, or we'd go to a little restaurant near near uh, the dojo. And then we'd go back and train them until 4, 4.30. And a lot of the time, we would go out afterwards. So we'd go as a group, go for drinks or go, go listen uh, do the karaoke or norebang in Korean. It's a huge thing. And, uh, yeah, so it was great. But so when I first got to that dojo, the instructor, like within two minutes, he's like, oh, what what grade are you? And I said, oh, um, third done And he was like, oh, geez. So he was maybe... He was probably in his 50s maybe late 40s early 50s and he was a fifth or sixth dan. and anyway within seriously within a month i was teaching the class so we were doing shotokan kata um, <laughs> and then um, i didn't teach shotokan so we started doing uh nishitoru and ruru because they just wanted to do competitions. Their whole karate revolved around tournaments and competitions and, and sport karate. Um, so, that's, so that's what I taught. However, you know, every now and again, we do some throws and um, some Kisha Jitsu, some of the, the pressure point strikes, um, and I'd show them some applications for this or that. Um, but um, there were young men. They were sort of like 17 to about 21. They were all at uni. So all they wanted to do was like was fight and, and get fitter and, and stuff. They weren't so interested in, in the background of karate. Um, but anyway, and we did kobudo. So they did a, some sort of kobudo. Um, so I introduced a couple of kata, and it's funny because we were, I was telling them about kama, um, the little sickle, um, little farm. It looks like a little farming tool, and anyway, so I was telling them about it and a guy said, I'll be back in five minutes. And he raced out, came back, he had about 30 of them. I'm like, "Where did you get those from? He said, oh, just a local shop. They're like a dollar each. I'm like, what? So, you know, in the West we pay, yeah, 40, 80, $120 more, you know, if you're importing them, um, for Kama and in Korea and in Okinawa too, and, and probably Japan, uh, they are cheap. Yeah, they they just at the local hardware store, <laughs> but uh, anyway, the ones that we that we had in Korea, they were they were live, they were sharp. So we put tape, we put tape on them, and I showed them how to use um, the Kama. I think we did maybe Kanigawa, um, and yeah, so that that was that was cool. But uh, yeah, so after about a month of of training, I was teaching almost all, all definitely all the classes that I was at. I was teach, teaching those classes while the instructor sat in the office um, drinking and smoking, and uh, and I was still paying my fees. That was so that was a that was a little bit annoying, but um, so yeah, that's that's how I found that that first karate dojo, and wasn't long after that I left um, left and started my own started my own dojo dojo. Uh, I called it Koshinkan. Karate dozen, I think, um, and the the reason I left was I was still paying fees and still teaching, and then when when I suggested to the instructor, um, or sorry, the owner of the business, hey, I, I'd like to get paid if I'm teaching, um, and he said no problem, but it, but instead of you know, well what. It, what he did was he charged everybody triple or, or, or close enough to triple the price and then blamed me for it. Um, so anyway, I, I left and started my own dojo. Um, and instead of teaching just, well, I mean, I taught karate, but instead of, instead of speaking Japanese or speaking Korean, I spoke just English. So left leg forward, hand out, and hey look to the front so everything was in english because i was an english teacher as well and it um korean mums dads loved it so they sent little johnny along because he was learning english from an english speaker um they karate no, no they weren't they weren't that keen on on karate like that's not the reason that they came because it was karate they consider karate to be japanese and. Um, um, but, yeah, so that's that's how I started my own dojo. And then it wasn't long after that I moved, moved back to Australia. Um, I, did, we, I did have a lot of members to, at the start, um, but I I had to close it to come back and take over the dojo in Brisbane. So, anyway, that's just a, one, a, a little uh, story about my karate experiences in Korea. Uh, if you have any questions, let me know. I'd love to hear it. Cheers. See ya.